You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods, yeah One in particular, I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Whoa. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what is going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the fantasy football roundtable podcast it is friday october 8th and we're a little bit early here but we are going to recap the game between the rams and the seahawks and then preview the entire week five nfl slate matt how you doing on this beautiful friday i'm doing pretty good i'm on the uh Sitting on an ottoman in my uh, kitchen phase of the remodel. So a uh, couple weeks, you'll have some brand new. Uh, I'm just going to warn the viewers, the room where I podcast from the house, uh, I agreed to let my wife paint it pink. Right, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just a uh, breast cancer awareness all the time. Uh, before we <laughs> jump into the recap here, we do want to say we are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Of course, you can find them at pigskin podnet on twitter or you can search the hashtag tppn as you can see up there in the top corner we all tag that we've got football baseball soccer hockey hockey and soccer both kicking into gear we got basketball starting up soon they cover it all obviously we're jumping really deep into the middle of the nfl season as well matt Let's talk about that Seahawks and Rams game last night. The Rams win 26-17. Robert Wood snapped back in a big way. Do we think that that was a fluke because of what McVay said, or do we think he is actually back in here to stay? Well, I think they definitely wanted to make a point of getting him the ball. I didn't watch all of that Rams-Arizona game uh, last week, but I understand there was a little bit of bad body language from Robert Woods a couple of times when they finally yeah. got him the ball. So, uh, But, 
you know, they work better when it's both Woods and Cup. And so I think that'll be better for them long term. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we 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 feel like every offseason I talk about how like underrated we have Robert Woods and he always goes out there and produces. And then this year he's really kind of gotten off to a slow start. But I think some of that has just been Stafford and Cup have had an amazing connection. And I think that's obviously going to take away from other players. They want to be a run heavy offense as well at times. And uh, so I think that's taken a little bit away from Robert Woods. But I do think he is uh, he is here to stay as that offense looked really good with him being involved last night. Russell Wilson badly injured his finger. If he misses time, should we worry about the Seahawks? Yeah, I like how Pete Carroll called it a sprain uh, today. If anyone that was watching the game, when he shakes it out, it looked like it was broken. Some people, uh, you know, Jeff Mueller on Twitter, um, who I follow, was talking about it being a, t- a tendon tear. It's particularly bothersome because it's his throwing hand and it's your middle finger on your throwing hand. I think if there was any possible way he could have come back in last night, he would have. It doesn't sound like the kind of thing where if you just give it more time, it's going to get a lot better. They may have to do some interventions. That said, Geno Smith looked decent on his first drive. He looked really good. He looked decent at other times. Seahawks have a lot of other problems, but in a division as loaded as the NFC West with the schedule that they have, I would think if Russell Wilson misses a few weeks, that's going to be a blow. Yeah, I mean, I, I I heard them this morning saying that if he has to get surgery, he's likely going to miss just the rest of the season. So that is something to watch for. I will also say, and I'm not reporting this, I did see the pregame stuff yesterday where Jay Glazer said he 1,000% believes that Russell Wilson is going to seek a trade in the offseason. I'd be very curious to see if uh, he takes his time coming back from this injury because he doesn't want to rush it. Well, you definitely don't want to hurt your uh, throwing hand long term. Yeah. Well, we're about to dive into uh, all of the action here for week five. But if you want to get the tools that help make Bob Harris a Hall of Famer in the fantasy football world, head to fantasyfootballdiehards.com and get the Flash Update Pro. It's a full suite of tools to make you a better manager. Rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. Use the code ROUNDTABLE for an additional 15% off the already low price of $24. So head to footballdiehards.com today. All right, let's jump in and start talking about week five. And we have got London, our very first game overseas this season. And as you joked about, I believe on Tuesday's pod, we sent yeah. our best over there, like always. Uh, we've got the one and three Jets at the one and three Falcons. Falcons are technically the home team in this. The Jets won last week with Zach Wilson making some pretty impressive throws. Looks like we're going to be seeing a lot more of Michael Carter. He stepped up a little bit moving forward into the range is Michael Carter moving forward into the range of start consideration. Yeah, this week, uh, Atlanta Falcons defense isn't great. It looks like Carter is going to be the guy they're giving him touches. I actually moved him to a low end RB two. Maybe it's me being hopeful, but I like what I've seen. I think he's got it. I'm not going to move him into start consideration until I see it, though. Like, uh, I'm very worried about this Jets offense. It was definitely a good game. I was very impressed with some of the throws that Zach Wilson made. That doesn't really delete like the three weeks prior to that where he really wasn't that good and neither was this offense. Now, if Carter goes out there, and obviously it's the Falcons defense, so you got to take this with a grain of salt. But if he looks good, I think I might be willing to move him up into, into flex consideration. He obviously looked really good his last year at North Carolina. We know he can catch the ball and run the ball. So I'm very curious to see what he can do in this offense. But I'm giving it a week. I don't know that I'm 
I don't have the cojones to place him in my lineup this week. So, you know, (laughs) unless you're just decimated at injury, which is possible, but I think, you know, if you had a Chris Carson, David Montgomery, and you're just like, well, all I've got left is Michael Carter, fire him up. But if you don't, if you got some other options, you may want to give it a week before you make that pick or before you put him in. Calvin Ridley out. Uh, who else? Who was the other wide receiver? I'm forgetting his Gage, name now. Russell Gage is out. Russell Gage out. Are we going to see the Kyle Pitts breakout game? Yeah, not only that, I believe Marcus May is still out the safety for the um, Jets, which pretends good things for Kyle Pitts. If not now, when you know they have Cordero Patterson, the god Cordero Patterson. Uh, they also have Mike Davis. Um, they have Dennis's favorite, Olamide Zacchaeus. Uh, but I, I think this is the Kyle Pitts week. I, I want to believe it. I haven't ranked five before yeah. Ridley <laughs> went out. But, man, that's it. that Jets defense is good against the pass. I'm, I'm worried, but, I mean, they don't have anybody else. I'm really worried that this is going to end up being like the Cordero Patterson 30-something-plus fantasy point game because he just gets Which, like 20 that, targets, a rushing touchdown. That's a concern because like Jeremy McNichols was the leading receiver for Tennessee last week. Yeah, like Cordero's going to smash this week. I hope Cal Pitts can do something because uh, this is definitely his shot with them being out. I think he gets in the end zone. That's I'll, I'll qualify. I mean, it may not be the huge, but I, I think he gets I, in no, the end zone. No, I, I need like 100-plus yards. I'm doing everything. I, I need to will this into existence. I got to do everything I can to not have to sing hail to the victors at the end of the season. So I need a big game for him. That being said, I, I think I'm going to lean the Jets to go on what you would call a winning streak by winning two in a row. Matt Ryan was my start for the week. I'm, I'm taking the Falcons. All right. The three and one Green Bay Packers that who thought we'd be saying this of the three and one Cincinnati Bengals. What are we doing with Robert Tanya? We know that tight end is a very fluctuating position. And let's just be honest, it's not great outside of a couple options, but Tunyon has not been great either. I mean, there's always a chance he gets a, a touchdown, makes your day, but I think he's a low-end tight end too. Uh, right now, I, I don't even have him in the top 15. Much like we just said about Kyle Pitts, this actually might be a little bit of a breakout game for him. You know, Cincinnati's defense has been good, but they've been much better against the run. I think that they're going to try and, and slow down Aaron Jones. You know you've got to just try and slow down Devontae Adams, so maybe that he's the guy that gets targeted in this one. I'll be very curious to see, but uh, I I don't think it's it. We've talked a lot about it. I think it's just those three guys, and that means Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers. I kind of think that continues this week. If Mixon is out, which so for those of you who don't know, I saw the news earlier today that they will announce it looks like by Saturday. So we need you need to pay attention to that. As of right now, they haven't said, I would almost bet he's probably going to be out, but they haven't ruled him out yet. If he is out, what are your thoughts on Samaj P. Run? I think we've seen him be serviceable in relief, and I, that'll probably continue. That being said, I like him better as a flex than up into the RB2, but he, being in the RB2 range wouldn't uh, wouldn't shock me. Running back is sort of turning into a, a tight end-like position right now. Yeah, it's it's bad, especially with all the injuries that we've uh, seen get suffered here by these top. Oh, yeah, that too. Speaking <laughs> of committees, if Mixon is out, Watch out for Chris Evans, kid out of Michigan, mm-hmm. running back, really good receiving back. I would not be surprised. I do think this is going to be a high-scoring game if he gets quite a bit of run here. I, he's really good um, in, like I said, the passing game. I don't know that P. Ryan is 
I don't think P. Ryan's as good as him. I'll just be honest. I'll just say it. So I, I think Chris Evans could be a factor in this as well. I'm not someone I'd be willing to pick up and start, but he's someone I'd be willing to pick up because we saw Mixican, Mixican, Mixon struggle with injuries last year. Last year they said, hey, he's only going to be out for a week or two. That turned into then a three-hour IR stint and then out for the entire season. We don't know that it's anything serious, but he struggled with injuries. I would just pick Evans up now because if he goes out and has a good game against Green Bay and then Mixon is out for a long term, I think he could be a big play here. Uh, as good as the Bengals have been, I got to pick the Packers. They're my Super Bowl winners this year. I'm, I'm not picking them to go three and two. Yes, and I'm going with uh, future Pittsburgh Steeler Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, no. No, I'm you sure I will, he was making those lies. We will finish this podcast by myself. No, <laughs> anybody else but Aaron Rodgers going to Pittsburgh. Austin may like that. I do not. The 0 and 4 Detroit Lions at the 1 and 3 Minnesota Vikings. Is this the week the Lions get that elusive first win? I think they have a decent chance. Uh, division games always tend to be a little bit closer. I thought they would have played a little better with Chicago, the way Chicago was playing last week and didn't happen. Vikings uh, coming off of probably their worst performance of the year. It's possible that they get an angry Vikings team, so that gives me pause. But Detroit has a chance. I don't think so. I'm just going to be honest. I'm picking Minnesota. And that's yeah, only because – I'm picking Minnesota too. Okay, I said yeah. they have a chance. I mean, it's – it's uh, Seeing what they did to the Browns defense, even with Baker being hurt, I think it's fair to say the Browns have a – I'm sorry, the Bears – the Browns offense. Uh, the Browns have a much better offense than Detroit. You're still playing Swift, probably Jamal Williams too. My biggest thing that I'm watching in this game is can Hawkinson bounce back? So we, we've seen two bad games of him, and we need more of him, especially a lot of us, myself – I'll speak for myself here – put him up in that tier one of tight ends. And outside of week one, it has not been pretty. It's going to be the three touchdown game for Trinity Benson. Oh, tell me about it. Big. Is there a big day on tap for Kirk cousins? He was one of the most underrated fantasy assets. Yeah, I know you put him in your, your top 12. I had him right at 14, right on the cusp. I wouldn't surprise me if he ends up as a QB one. I think coming off a tough game last week, he's going to be looking to ball out. And you know, who doesn't have much of a secondary that would be Detroit where I believe Okuda is still out. Yes, I, I'm almost positive Akuda's going to be out for most of the year. Yeah, I mean, we saw even Justin Jefferson against Denzel Ward, who I still think is one of the best cover cornerbacks in the league. Uh, he got a touchdown against him, had a pretty good day. He missed Adam Thielen a couple times, and Thielen was open. Uh, so they could have had a bigger day. I don't see Detroit giving them as much trouble as the Browns did. We both picked Minnesota, as we said already. Uh, to win this game. I think big day ahead for Kirky Cousins and the receiving weapons. One other thing to watch out for. Yeah, Kirky. Oh, Kirky. Um, Dalvin Cook may be out. He, they're, they're saying that he's likely going to play dealing with an ankle issue. You've got to start him if they say he's going to play, but I would limit expectations because he, he missed a lot of the Browns Kirky Cousins if he's yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old Kirky. Yeah. Uh, the 3-1 Denver Broncos at the 1-3 Pittsburgh Steelers. If Teddy Bridgewater is out, how do you feel about this offense? And if he plays, are you starting him? Well, I think I mentioned, um, you know, I, I'm worried about Cortland Sutton, so I, I had kind of dropped him down. I feel like he and Patrick, I discounted down. If Drew Locke plays, I think he's a quarterback three. If Teddy Bridgewater makes his way in there, I think he's still also a quarterback three. It's not a great defense, and he hasn't he has yet to be able to practice. 
Um, I just think not a great matchup. The a game against the Steelers this is where Drew Locke got injured last year too. Their offensive line, um, it's still looking like we're potentially without two starting guards. Uh, not what you want to hear when you're going against TJ Watt. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I honestly think Denver's going to come in here and just try and run the ball. <laughs> They don't have to worry about Pittsburgh really putting up a lot of points on them, in my opinion, because Denver's defense is very good. I think you compare them to what the Baltimore Ravens offense or defense is. They can slow down Pittsburgh, I think, with that secondary. Ben has not looked particularly good. So even if whichever quarterback plays, I'm not sure any of these receivers have big days because I think it's going to be a run, run, run play. You don't want either quarterback from this game. Yeah, it's going to be be like – if you like old school football, I think that's the kind of game you're going to get yeah. here Sunday is a lot of defense and a lot of running the ball. So that being said, fire, I think Javante could be in for a good yeah. game. But it uh, also might be whichever life. defense can get a turnover and score. Yeah. On uh, Pittsburgh's side here, what are we expecting from Big Ben and this embattled offense? Probably much the same as what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Uh, Claypool is still iffy, but uh, – Denver has a pretty decent secondary and has a pretty decent pass rush. That line's not great. Um, I think Najee Harris is probably your best fantasy bet and Deontay Johnson's your best receiving bet. But I I'm with you. This is to me, this is a classic game in the teens. Yeah. I think the one, I mean, I I'm starting Deontay just cause I always start Deontay Johnson. He's just, I, I mean, I know, Austin yeah. pays much closer attention to the series than we do, but I feel like from everything I've seen, Deontay is the guy that Ben goes to. I know he says it's Juju, and those two haven't really been able to connect that well this year. Yeah. So Deontay, I think, is safe. And then the only one that I really feel is is Najee. I mean, Najee's getting like dump offs on four and fifteen, and just like, hey, go get us a first down. So, and I think he's going to be used a lot in screen games and dump offs and everything with that Denver Broncos defense coming after this offensive line. And honestly, with Juju, you know, you get potentially Bryce Callahan or Kareem Jackson in the slot. Um, yeah. May not be my choice of targets. Not, not a great day for him. I'm going to take the Broncos, which is weird to say the Steelers could go to one and four. I'm taking the Broncos, too. Please don't let me down. <laughs> Big fan, Gio. The one in three Miami Dolphins at the three and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you feel comfortable starting any Dolphins player? Uh, potentially, depending on my tight end situation, I might consider Gusecki. Um, but, I, you know, I think he's in the 10 to 15 range, so I don't feel great. And if I had to start a receiver, I'd probably still waddle. But this is not a great-looking offense, and this isn't a particularly great matchup. Yes, yeah, I was going to say Parker to this until the news came out that he <laughs> might not Banged play up. now. Which is just every single year because he's actually been fairly Preston Williams rising from the dead. I mean, my goodness, yeah, I, I, I didn't realize how good. I mean, I, good relative, but Parker's put up like six to ten points every single week, which is consistent. And I was not expecting that. And then I went and looked. And I was like, oh, I might actually start him in a flex spot. And then, oh, well, he's hurt. He may not play. I'm just like, so yeah, it's I'm with you. Fault. I mean, Waddle. I moved him to one of my flex starting spots and then well, immediately announced he was about to die. I appreciate it. I mean, the one thing I will say is in the other league that I was going to start him, it was because I was debating between him and Robert Woods. I'm glad I decided Robert Woods last night. But, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I agree with you on Waddle because even though he hasn't been getting a lot of deep passes, he's got the kind of speed and playmaking ability that he can take anything to the house. So I'm, I'm with you on Waddle, especially like you just said, volume. If he gets eight catches in a PPR, at least you get eight points right there, even if it's only for 20 yards. So he's, uh, I think, going to be the guy that they target a lot here. Leonard Fournette has kind of been the bell cow for the Buccaneers the past couple of weeks. Is he a top yeah. 20 back? Yeah, I put him in my top 20. Uh, I liked what they were given carries and stuff. And I know Miami had a good defense last year. They haven't exactly demonstrated that same ability this year. They just let Jonathan Taylor ride roughshod over him. Yeah, I mean, it all it took was like Rojo to unfortunately just kind of be the sacrificial lamb there and disappear. And it looks like all of a sudden yeah, Leonard Fournette is sort of did it to himself with turnovers. Well, that is efficiency, true. So. He just he just needs to go to another team. I keep telling him this, and he keeps sticking around with Tampa Bay. Got to get out of there, bud. Is he star. still on his rookie contract? He's he just got to get is. out of that contract. Yeah. He's a, he's a star in the making. He's just got to get a shot somewhere. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on Fournette because I think a lot of it. Where I like him even more is the fact that he is so good in the receiving game as well, where I think um, with Bernard kind of still being a little bit banged up, I think Tom Brady has no issue dumping off to Leonard Fournette. Uh, so he should be a pretty good play this week. I mean, I'd love to see Miami win this game, but I just I don't see any shot. It's, it's Tampa Bay for me. Yeah, Tampa Bay. The two and two Saints at the two and two Washington football team. Are you starting any Saints players outside of Alvin Kamara? No, I'm not, but I am making a personal plea that Jameis Winston remembers Alvin Kamara's on his team and actually targets him. It's not going to happen. We need to find what fantasy league Jameis Winston plays in and get whoever whoever rosters Alvin Kamara to trade him to Jameis Winston. That way he actually throws him the You think ball. Jameis knows how the computer works? Come on. No, but someone's running one of his teams. We just need to make it happen. Let Look. <laughs> Send him, send Jameis wants to see Alvin Kamara for a kicker. We don't care. We need Alvin Kamara back in fantasy. On the Washington football team side, Taylor Henneke has looked solid. Is he a super flex consideration? And how does the pass offense fare now with Logan Thomas on IR? Rest, you know, I shouldn't say rest in peace. He didn't die, but rest in peace to my uh, rosters that have Logan uh, Thomas. I think it's that. short-term IR, which is what Still. I'm hoping for. No, three it's weeks. it's I definitely mean, a bummer. Well, at least three weeks. We talked about this the other day. I stream tight ends just like you do. And this mm. year, I was like, you know what? I'm buying all in at a top tight end. Give me Logan Thomas, baby. So this one's my fault. I take the blame on this one. I curse Logan Thomas. Just like I cursed Amari Cooper. Drafted him and look at him. He's had like two good games. So we know who's not going to be affected is uh, Terry McLaren, who was incredible last week and who has had great chemistry with Heineke. Um, he is a guy I've moved into low-end quarterback two consideration because I think he's been that good. And also Washington's defense has been that bad that they have had to put up points to be in there. Curtis Samuel's back. I expect they'll get him involved. I also think we probably see an uptick for McKissick and please God. Gibson uh, getting some of those short receptions with them because they don't really have a tight end of note who's going to uh, take the Logan Thomas role. Ricky Seals Jones, baby. What are you talking about? He scored like back in week one. Ricky I Seals forgot Jones. Ricky Seals Jones is on. It was week two against the Giants. <laughs> week two. And right, now, now you have made me nervous about anyone else on the team. Thanks for <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, I, I'm I'm really curious to see what Curtis Samuel does. You know, that was kind of my biggest concern with him coming to this team was that Logan Thomas was already kind of established in that short area. Now that Logan Thomas is out for a couple weeks, what can Curtis Samuel do? You know, he struggled. They're just with Carolina being on IR. 
hey, know, Samuel you know, did his stint. Now Thomas do his stint. I need, I need, let's focus. Let's do that next year when I don't draft Logan Thomas. Let's <laughs> this year. I need Logan Thomas back, but, uh, um, now I forgot what his name is. Turner uh, was the offensive coordinator there in Carolina, and they did not really use Curtis Samuel the way Joe Brady did last year, which is where we saw Curtis Samuel really thrive. So I am very intrigued to see him not starting him this week, you know, outside of Gibson and McLaurin. I agree with you on Henneke. Like, I, I'd even be curious as to what McKissick does, uh, but I'm, I'm all in on McLaurin and Gibson and hoping to see something good out of Curtis Samuel this week. I think I'm going to take Washington. This is a really like I don't. It's kind of just like a blah game. I don't really know what's going to happen. So, I know, I'm taking Washington to uh, the Saints offense. I, it, I just can't believe in it. Yeah, the one in three Philadelphia Eagles at the three in one Carolina Panthers. How do you feel about the Eagles' backfield? Are you willing to start Sanders or Ken, uh, Kenny Gainwell? I mean, the way where you took Sanders, you may not have no choice but to try to drop him in your flex, but I, I don't have him top 24. I have not been encouraged by the usage. And I, as I mentioned earlier this week, I'm a little concerned that you're not only seeing Gainwell get in in the red zone, but also in two-minute offense and hurry-up offense. And I don't see this Eagles team being a front runner in many games. So Gainwell may actually be a decent flex option as well. What worries me, and I didn't even think about this at the time, but it was pointed out to me, and I kind of agree with them. This current coaching regime was there in, in Indianapolis, and they fell in love <laughs> with a running back named Naheem Hines. They come over to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they draft Kenny Gainwell. I'm kind of with you. I'm starting to get nervous about Miles Sanders the two-minute offense part doesn't worry me as much because while Sanders is a good receiving back, we've seen him at times kind of struggle catching the ball. It's the red zone stuff that worries me because Sanders is the bigger back, and they're still putting Kenny Gainwell in there. I personally thought Sanders was going to have a good year because you have a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts who can help open things up, but we have just not seen it. I'm almost to the point where I'm not even – going to play him in my flex because I don't think he's just not providing the value I get you know especially if you drafted him in the third round you probably have to keep starting him and hoping for the best but I'm seriously getting worried with the way they're using Kenny Gainwell because it's not like the Eagles are going to be up in any games as you mentioned so we we may be seeing unfortunately like the very early demise here of Miles Sanders and that's uh that's really he might be another guy so talented needs to get to a different team him and Rojo Fire your agents, hire new probably, ones, get out of town. They'll probably go to the same team this offseason. Oh, I know. It's good. And they're going to go. I'm trying to think of who's a New England. <sighs> that's that's It'd actually be the, the perfect two, spot. That's two a, yeah. of them plus Damian Harris. And they're just going to just going to swap out with those guys. Oh, Donna, don't forget, got Ramondre Stevenson coming in to vulture the goal line carries. So yeah, that that would be just fantastic. On uh, the Panthers side here, what do you think of Tommy Tremble? Can he be a factor for the Panthers? Yeah, you know, I was encouraged because they said one of the reasons they were willing to make that deal to get Henderson and give up Dan Arnold is because they liked what they'd seen from Tremble, and that was right off of a game where they featured him in a few plays. Didn't get a lot of that in the game with the Cowboys, um, but I'll be curious to see about the usage. He's not somebody I'm putting in a starting consideration just yet, but uh, curious to see how they can develop that. I'd start him this week. Eagles suck in the middle. 
Talked about this with the Cowboys. Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin had massive games. That being said, of course, watch DJ Moore then go off again for like five touchdowns. That's that's they're the using only... Ian Thomas a little bit too, which oh god, he's still here. Pause. I thought he retired. I'm just kidding. I, I love you, Ian Thomas. If you ever watch this, uh, you're a very good blocking tight end. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I I would not start Tommy Tremble, but I, I am, you know, I'll give Felix the W on this one. He was very high on Tremble. He looked good in that game. I'd like to see more out of him. Uh, it's really just DJ more that I feel comfortable starting. We know CMC is not going to play, so you probably got to rely on uh, Chuba one more week, but it looks like McCaffrey could be back to go by week six, so that is good to hear. I thought McCaffrey was tracking toward playing. He practiced they, uh, yesterday. They said today that uh, he's doubtful. So for me, if we knew, when a coach yeah, says doubtful, no. I kind of feel like he's not playing. So, But I think that's just because they want to give him one more week. I think they look at this matchup and they're like, it's Philly. We'll be okay. Chuba, get out there. So I am, uh, I'm taking the Panthers to win this game. Yeah, as am I. The 2-2 two and two Titans at the 0-4 Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans receivers figure to be back this week. What should you expect from A.J. Brown? I think he's going to have a good game. You know, I figure that they probably have a little bit more robust passing offense this week. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm just going to keep pointing this out every single week. They traded their best cornerback in C.J. Henderson <laughs> for Dan Arnold. So I, I think all the wide receivers are going to be good against him. Yeah. I mean, AJ Brown typically when coming back from an injury has played pretty good. We saw how much this offense needed him last week. I, I think AJ Brown's going to be, if, if they for sure say, which is tracking toward, he's going to play. If he's in, you're throwing him in your line. because I think he can have a pretty good game for you here. What are we expecting from the Jags offense? You know, Trevor Lawrence looked much better last week. We know James Robinson's going to get a bulk of the carries. And, you know, I will say, as much as I just made fun of the trade, like Dan Arnold made a surprise appearance and didn't look bad. What are you expecting? No. We know Chark's out as well all uh, for the rest of the season, unfortunately, with the ankle injury. So. so Jacksonville really found its groove in the first half that game when they committed to the run, which is something Daryl Bevel really wants to do anyway. So I think they're going to continue to feed James Robinson, not playing a very great defense. That pass defense is also vulnerable. Trevor Lawrence had arguably his best game of the season last week as well. I think it might be more Marvin Jones this week, somebody they're taking shots to. Yeah, we did hear them come out and say yesterday that uh, they're going to try and get LaVisca more involved in the offense as well. Robinson's probably the only guy I feel comfortable starting. Jones, I think, is still a flex play just because – while Lawrence looked good last week, same thing I mentioned about Zach Wilson earlier, the other three games leading up were not so great. So I'm curious to see what he looks like. Again, not a really fearsome defense. Tennessee's, as, as you like to say, is, is pretty much just a rumor. So I do think Lawrence can go out there and have a good game. So Jones, probably a flex option. I kind of want to pick Jacksonville to get their first win here just for fun, but I'm going to take the Titans because I'm not, you know. Now, nah, you know what? I'm taking Jacksonville. Let's go for it. I've, I've been right on these upsets for the most part, so let's go. Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> the Jags were a consideration for me too, but I am going to take the Titans. All right. The 1-3 New England Patriots at the 1-3 Houston Texans. The Patriots' defense has been solid. Are they worth starting consideration this uh, this is the game of the week, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think the pa- I mean Patriots it really the, is, <laughs> really is. Patriots were the defense I ranked number one this week. Um, they would be my top streaming option, and in the league where I'm streaming defenses, I went and picked them up. Um, I'm hoping for double digit points. 
I am very surprised because in a lot of redraft league, or I'm only in two, but in both redraft leagues and one that we play team defenses, they were available in all three. And I think a lot of it was just because some of the matchups they had early on. The Tampa defense Bay is last really week. good. Yeah, I picked them up in all of them, and I'm planning on starting them every week moving I mean, forward. If they did that to Tom Brady, what are they doing to Davis Mills? Exactly. Like, they put up 20-something points in, like, week two. Like, they're a good defense. I understand people panicking about Tampa Bay, but that's when you drop, like, that fifth-string running back you don't need. You don't drop the Patriots defense. So, I mean, like, look, I'm happy that people did it because I picked him up. I'm with you. I mean, the giraffe man is throwing multiple interceptions this week. I I don't see him having a good game here, not against that defense. It's just too bad Dennis isn't here because he's always telling us we need to give some more team defense advice and the one game where it makes the most sense to talk about team defense. I promise you this is the only time this episode we're talking about team defense. And that's just because there's yeah, really nothing the else one to talk time. about. Yeah, there's there's unfortunately nothing else to talk about for the Patriots. Um, and really the Texans outside of Brandon yeah. Cooks, right? I'm not even feeling great about Brandon Cooks, but you probably are throwing him in a flex. But no, other yeah, Texans, you've, you've got to put him in your flex spot. Outside of that, I mean. No. I still can't believe they cut Anthony Miller, though. It seems shocking because they traded for him. And he when he came off IR, he had that big first game and then. That's why he had the big first game. They're trying to lose. They're like, what are you doing? We're not winning. Get out of here. So, yeah, it makes sense. Perfect sense. Well, you know, if you want to do more than just win your fantasy, well, we if you want to pick the game. Oh, we, we didn't pick the game. game. You're picking the Texans, right? I am. I'm definitely not. I'm Upset special. And oh, now I'm taking the Patriots. Now. I thought it went without saying that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Just we got to put it on record. Anyway, if you want to do more than win fantasy and you want to win some money, go to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They have a week five offer that every football fan should jump on. New customers who bet just $1 on any NFL game can win $100 in free bets if either team scores. So as long as you don't bet on the New England Texans game, you should be in good shape. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. Uh, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN. Throw down a $1 bet on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And as always, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I mean, if you want to throw down a $1 bet on a team scoring, throw it down on the the New England Patriots defense because they're going to score probably more than once. Yeah. The Chicago Bears. Chicago. The Chicago. I don't know That's how excited speaking. you are about Justin Fields. Here. I cannot wait. The Chicago Bears at the two and two Chicago Bears at the three and one Las Vegas Raiders. Justin Fields has been named the QB moving forward. How do you think this could change the offense? 
hopefully, um, you know, Bill Laser coming in helped definitely. Um, it looked like they were playing a little bit more to his strengths last week. They got Delta Blow with Montgomery being out. Damian Williams looked fine. It's not an incredibly intense matchup with the Raiders. So I think they're going to do some things, move the pocket to try to take advantage of Justin Fields' athletic skills, especially behind a porous offensive line. But I'm hoping they they manage to find a way to get Allen Robinson going because it's been uh. a tough season. From your lips to God's ears, my goodness. I loved <laughs> Allen Robinson. It's not working for him. Um, I do think Mooney is a cont- – I'm throwing him in every flex spot. If you got – those two have really kind of become friends. It looks like there's a lot of Instagram stuff of them hanging out. We saw the big play to him last week. I'm with you on A-Rob. I mean, come on. He's so good. It's so funny that finally he gets a good quarterback, and now he's useless in fantasy. He, we need, I, I hate to say this, Justin Fields, go away. Bring back a crappy quarterback. I need Allen Robinson to be good again. So I, I do hope that they find a way to get him involved. Uh, Damian Williams, and I'm also, I, I said it on Tuesday, I'm going to say it again here. Watch out for Khalil Herbert, a lot like Chris Evans, a guy I think worth taking a stab on. Uh, free agency, especially with Montgomery being out in a couple of weeks, I think Herbert's going to get some value this week. I think Herbert's going to score. Oh, if it happens, yeah. I'm replaying this everywhere because I, I, I like Lil Herbert a lot. The Raiders stumbled a bit on Monday night, uh, but a better game coming this Sunday? Yeah, I think they have to figure out some of the blocking issues. San Diego, or Los Angeles Chargers uh, front gave them fits. Uh, they're facing Khalil Mack this week. I, I doubt that's an easier matchup. Um, that being said, Carr was off to a pretty hot start. Um, they said some of the lightning delay took them out of it and, and gave them fits. I think Josh Jacobs continuing to get a little healthier. They're at home. They seem to have played better at home. So I, I think they rebound actually with a win. I'm picking the Raiders. Ooh, interesting. I'm not. I'm taking the Bears. Justin Fields, baby. But I will uh, say that I, I do think this offense is going to get rolling again. They've just looked too good. And, you know, something we've talked about the past couple of years, the, the issue's really never been the offense. It's been their defense. Um, so I, I think that the offense will get rolling a little bit. I think it was just kind of, I agree with you. People don't seem to think that stuff matters, but these guys are such creatures of habit that even getting thrown off 30, 45 minutes can kind of really affect everything going on. I think the Raiders bounce back and have a good game here, but I'm taking the bears to win. This I think is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Yeah. The three and one Cleveland Browns at the three and one Los Angeles chargers. What does Baker Mayfield have to do in this game? He's coming in with a torn labrum in his non throwing shoulder. I think it's affected him a little bit, but what do you think this means for him in the offense? So they've been riding a, a great defense and great performances from their running backs. And you know, they need to be able to do that too. I think what he has to do is he has to make timely throws and he has to avoid big mistakes. Yeah, definitely on the running game. You know, I feel like they're not, I understand they're trying to conservatively use Chubb at, Chubb at times. He's too good. We've got to continue to run him because he keeps breaking off these massive runs, get Kareem Hunt involved. I also do think they got to scheme a couple plays for Odell early. Just get him involved in the game. Just like wait until like the third quarter and then trying to hit these big plays. Get him some small stuff first. See if he can break something big. Just like that Giants game two years ago. It was a five-yard um, uh, slant, well, and he takes it to the house for 97 yards. Like, I mean, that's involved. the – if you saw the one time the Chargers have lost this year, that was kind of the formula that Dallas used. And Dallas has much more robust passing game than what Cleveland yeah. has. But they were opportunistic on defense, and they played more of a ball control game on offense. And those actually play into Cleveland's strengths beautifully. Yeah, yeah. so I hope that they're able to get him involved a little bit. But I will also say, 
I cannot wait for Jarvis Landry to come back because this offense just looks completely different with him, and I don't understand it. Justin Herbert has been on fire. Do you expect that to continue against a good Browns defense? Yeah, I mean, we've seen it all over the place. Sometimes, you know, what the Browns have to hope is that they can force him into a couple of mistakes like what Dallas was able to do. Um, But, you know, we've seen it for two years now. It really doesn't matter the defense out there. He seems to find a way to make plays. I hope you're right because I've got him as an MVP candidate, but I, I, you know, I'm so torn right here because I love Justin Herbert, but I want the Browns defense to be good. The biggest thing that scares me, Miles Garrett's on the injury report, and there's talks that he may miss this game. If he's out, I think Herbert's going to have a good game. If Garrett is in, I am tempering expectations. I think I had Herbert at 13 or 14, so it's not a bad game. Still think he gets a couple touchdowns, but I I am a little worried about Herbert in this one because the Browns defense has been pretty, pretty good. This is so tough because I want to pick both. Can I pick a tie? Take a tie. No, I'm – I think I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to take that the Chargers, to too. Maybe, uh, maybe to you're reverse that. jinxing the Chargers. Though. I'm not. I really – Herbert MVP, baby. The one and three at New York – look, Herbert can win the MVP, but Baker can still win the Super Bowl. So that's all that really matters at the end of the day. So, you know, Herbert's got to win this game to get – And somebody well, gets Browns a dolphin tattoo or a lightning I'm bolt not, tattoo. Oh, baby, I forgot all about it. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, I'm not getting I'm not Herbert gonna, wins that I'm not MVP. You forget that. Oh, Herbert wins that MVP. Well, Tua ain't winning it anymore. I'm really not worried about that one. So uh, We'll clip this yeah. and send it to Tua. Just send it to him. <laughs> Hey, Tua, just saying. The 1-3 Giants versus the 3-1 Cowboys. Barkley has been improving over the first four weeks, but Dallas does have a strong defense. What are you expecting from him and Daniel Jones? Uh, Shepard and Slayton look both to be out again this week. Yeah, and I think that's probably the best news. Um, Galladay probably getting Trayvon Diggs, who's been hot right now. Uh, That's an understatement. He's been like... It's ridiculous. It's I don't think I don't Daniel. Know. I don't know how much hotter you can get, but I don't think Daniel Jones is the quarterback to snap his interception streak either. Um, but I think Barkley is at least going to be an RB two range. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back up in RB one range. I think he's going to be an RB one again. Dallas's defense has been phenomenal, but the Saints' defense was too against running backs, and we saw he took that wheel route to the house. I, I I think Micah Parsons has transformed this defense. I don't necessarily think Parsons or Leighton Vanderus can necessarily keep up with Barkley. He gets one good pass. He could take it to the house, but uh, really it's just Barkley. I know Galladay had a really good game last week with both those guys being out. Darius Tony looked good. I'd be hesitant to start anybody but Barkley because this Cowboys defense has been really, really good. Maybe Galladay just because on volume. Kyle Rudolph. Oh, yeah, he's going to be the one that goes off. Just watch. But, yeah, I, I'd probably start Galladay based on volume. Tony, I think, is probably a week away from having that really good game because this is a really, really good defense. Any concerns with the volume for Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb? Yeah, unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys are a better real-life NFL team, which means that they are a less reliable fantasy team. Um, they're Dak is looking for the person that's open. They're also riding the hot hand at running back, which has been two guys. So there, there are volume concerns. You got to hope for some big plays. Amari Cooper's a little banged up. If he ends up missing, that's big time for CD Lamb. But I don't think both of them finish as wide receiver ones very many weeks the way Dallas is playing, especially not against the Giants. 
Sorry, if you're watching this live and seeing all my reaction, there's just like a flurry of tweets going out right now about injuries. Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, and Randy Randy Gregory are all questionable right now for Sunday. Miles yeah. um, Garrett it did not practice today, but is expected to play. So that is good news, obviously. And then we also just talked with the Chargers. Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are both off the pregame injury report, so they should be good to go as well. Didn't really mention them, but just to kind of throw that out there, I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game. I am as well, NFC champion Dallas Cowboys. Yikes. Uh, the 2-2 two and two 49ers at the 4-0 and o Cardinals. Trey Lance is starting. Jimmy G has just been ruled out, and George Kittle has now been listed as doubtful. So that's not good news for Trey Lance. What are we now expecting from this? Or for my Scott Fishbowl team. Oh, yeah. Logan Thomas and George Kittle were my tight ends, and GJ Chark was my. uh, Yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough. I, you know, I think Trey Lance is going to have some growing pains. Um, you know, what we saw last week is a guy that looked really raw and had some horrific throws and then had a couple of wow plays. And I, I ex- fully expect to see that again on Sunday. Yep, I'm with you. I mean, I, I talked about it the other day, and then I was kind of like, all I, well, he's going to be good. I'm top 12. I still believe that he's going to be good. He's going to make some He's going to make some bad plays because he is a little bit raw. The one thing I will say is I don't necessarily think Arizona's defense is as good as it's shown in the past two weeks. I know they're 4-0. I think they can get got here a little bit. We saw it a little bit with Ryan Tannehill in that Titans game. Even though they got up on him quick, I think Tannehill played pretty good in the second half there and trying to bring that Titans team back. I think Lance can do that. It's going to be crucial for them to get the ball out of his hands quickly especially now with Kittle out to Debo and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but I think Lance can go out there and have a very good game. On the Cardinals side, they have been great, but who do you rely on as a fantasy starter? Yeah, so Kyler Murray is a start. Uh, Chase Edmonds, to me, is a start because he's RB12 on the season. I think he is at least in in top 24. DeAndre Hopkins probably as well. They're blessed with an embarrassment of riches. Max Williams, A.J. Green, Rondale Moore, uh, Christian Kirk and James Conner, those guys are all contributing. Good luck picking who's it from week to week. Max Williams, stardom. I think he scores a touchdown this week. I think he's going to have a good week outside of him. I'm with you on the other three. Uh, maybe Connor. He seems to be getting some goal line work if he gets into the end zone a couple yeah. times. Like I think he's a flex guy because um, I do think this is going to be a high scoring game. I hope you're right because uh, I had to flex James Conner. Well, there you go. Just you know, I'm 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 saying it for you, but I, I do think uh, outside of Hopkins, Kyler, and Edmonds, I think Max Williams is in for another big game again this week. San Francisco's been got a little bit by tight ends. Uh, as much as I'd love to pick Trey Lance in the 49ers, I'm I'm taking the Cardinals to go five zero and remain undefeated. Me too. They'll so- lose at some point, but not here. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm telling you, I was a year early on the Cardinals. A year early. They're they're really good this year. The Sunday night football game is going to be a fun one. Three and one Buffalo Bills at the two and two Kansas City Chiefs. What are you expecting from Sanders and Cole Beasley in this one for the Bills? Yeah, and obviously I think Diggs continues to do well. We've said he's getting at least ten targets a game. I actually think he'll get in the end zone. Emmanuel Sanders is the one that I'm gravitating toward in this. Cause I think he's capable of hitting some more of those big bomber plays, which is what I think we're going to see. It's going to be bold. I think the highest scoring receiver for the bills is going to be Dawson Knox. 
the Chiefs yeah. have given up, I believe, the second most points to tight ends. We saw Knox had a really good game last week. They can be got over the middle. Dawson Knox, baby. He's probably not going to outscore Stephon Diggs, but are you looking it up? I can't remember how what they are against tight ends. I was hoping. Oh, no, I, I wasn't oh, looking it up. It. But I, I was hoping you correct me. I, I think Dawson Knox is going to be good as well. Um, they, he's going to, yeah. They allowed Goddard to, to move against them last week. Uh, they Austin al- Hooper had a touchdown against them. And, and Joku had the massive game, and, 80 yards Andrews against them. had a huge game against yeah. them. They've uh, been. They've yeah, been gotten vulnerable up in the middle, Knox, but some of that was with the honey badger out. And I think he's back now. doesn't matter. Fort Knox all day, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Dawson. CEH has had a good couple games here. Can he contribute against the bills? You know, right when we had written him off for dead, he came back just to spite me two weeks. So I moved him back up into my top 24, which means uh, you should expect an RB5 game from him this week. But yeah, I I mean, I we thought he was going to be an RB2 somewhere around the season end finish. I just don't know if it's reliable week to week. It really depends on game flow. Yeah, I think that's the thing with, with CEH. Like, I know a lot of people are bailing on him, but he's done exactly what we thought he was going to be, and that was an RB2. It's one of those things where, at the end, like you just said, at the end of the season, he's going to have the points. You can't guess which weeks it's going to be because you're not you're likely not going to get it right. You unfortunately just have to fire him up in your RB2 spot or flex spot. Some weeks he's going to disappoint, but then other weeks he's going to do really good like he did. I think it was last week he had like 20 points, right? Like he's – He's going to have good weeks for you. You just got to throw him in there and hope for the best. I do think this is going to be a very high-scoring game, even though the Bills' defense has been really good. Uh, So I think CEH will get some of his because, I mean, I think they're going to try and slow down one of those guys. I mean, Kelsey didn't have a massive game last week. I I don't know. They're going to try and take away one of the big weapons, and if they do that, CEH is going to be the guy that has to step up. If he does so, he's going to have a good game. I'm taking the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs to fall back under 500 again. I'm taking the Bills too, and Dennis has popped up and taken the Chiefs. He also took the Cardinals. Oh, I see he's now putting all his picks in. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the Monday night football game, the 1-3 and three Indianapolis Colts at the 3-1 and one Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the NFL probably thought this was going to be a much better matchup uh, earlier in the, the uh, before when the schedules got released. Not really, in my opinion. Now, tough yeah, matchup I mean, for Jonathan Taylor, but can he go over 100 yards again? He could. I don't feel like they're committing to him enough. You know, last week he did it on 16 carries. You get 16 carries against Baltimore. I don't think you make 100 yards. So the the talent's there. I still question the usage. Yep. A week after Frank Wright comes out and says he's like practically a unicorn. Not really what he said. I'm paraphrasing here. but uh, And then still only gives him 16 carries. It's going to be a tough day. Hopefully he gets some receptions because this defense is really good against the run. Um, I think you've got to lower expectations for Taylor. I think I still had him in my top 12, but it was at like 11 or 10. Like I'm not, he's going to have to get into the end zone. I think to have a really good game for you on the Ravens side, what are you doing with their backfield? They seem to kind of really lean into Latavius Murray. I believe they just signed Devonta Freeman off the practice squad. So well, he's been up Freeman and bell uh, are up there now. what, What are we doing? It's not tw- it's not 2005 anymore. Balt. Well, that's probably too far back. It's not 2015 yeah, I, anymore. Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's their best running back. Um, I'm not bullish on any of these three backs, but Latavius Murray is the one that I have ranked the highest, uh, probably high end RB four. 
Yeah, uh, I wouldn't start any of them if I don't have to. For me, it's Andrews, Lamar, and Marquise Hollywood Brown, who I think is going to have a big game Monday night. That will do it for us today. Who Good luck picking? in all of your – oh, Baltimore. Nah, yeah, I'm not picking any. No no shot. Um, I Dennis, you're picking I Baltimore. picked the Ravens too, yeah. Uh, good luck to everybody in their week five matchups. Matt, myself, and Dennis will be back on Monday to recap everything that happened. Again, good luck, everybody, and enjoy the weekend. Prepare for glory! Oh,